Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Natural Expansion, the StarCraft 2 podcast with myself, Wardy, and today, Philandros. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm down with a little bit of a cold, but that doesn't really prevent me from talking about StarCraft, does it? It doesn't doesn't hold you back. Nothing holds back the passion of the StarCraft 2 words and absolutely yeah yeah i i get that a lot as well you know i can't talk anymore but i still cast for like 20 hours because i'm a passion <laughs> machine yeah i i feel that all right well guys it is we are recording this the night before wcs montreal starts and this is going to be an episode of natural expansion about wcs montreal 2017 the final wcs circuit event of the year so we're going to be talking a bit about just going to start kind of talking about some of the players group stage one and then kind of go in towards the the kind of the just quick recap of the challenger and the players who've qualified a bit further into the event, who we think might do really well, and then we're going to talk about WCS standings and who really needs to do well to be able to make it to BlizzCon, of course, which is going to be very important for pretty much not not all the players because some of them are really out of the running. Although theoretically, it's possible for any of them to get in still based on that direct seed from first place. So that's going to be kind of the general topic of the show here. And uh, this is also, hopefully, I'm going to I'm gonna go out there and say it, this is hopefully going to be the resurgence of Natural Expansion, the podcast. I know Philandros is probably laughing in his head right now because he knows that he, re- he really doesn't believe me on this. But this Totally, is... dude. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah, but, Guys, uh... yeah, we need your support because if, if, if we get public support, we're, we're going to bring this back. At least Morty is, right, Morty? <laughs> no, no, we're going to do some shows and then get public support. We're going to do it the right way. <laughs> Um, sure. Yeah, All right. Gonna, we're going to start doing this a lot more regularly, like once or twice a week, uh, not once or twice a week, but one, once every two, one or two weeks. Oh my god, all my numbers are messed up in my head. Better talk about players and names rather than numbers. So, uh, it starts tomorrow, and if case you are kind of watching this beforehand, it'll be starting at around, I think, midday EDT, East Coast time, which is like 6pm European time for the next three days or so. Obviously, day one is group stage one, two, and three. Day two is round of 16 and round of eight. And day three is semifinals and finals. And it will be live on twitch.tv slash starcraft as well as a whole multitude of the community streams, including my own twitch.tv slash wardy. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So um, we're just going to kick it off with kind of very quickly. I don't really want to spend too much time on this, but kind of just glancing over group stage one, where basically everyone who signs up for the event has to start in unless they came through the WCS Challenger sort of play. So... We were looking at these uh, these groups kind of a you know half hour or so ago. However, I don't remember how long we've been bantering before going into this, but um, we've been looking at these, and it's kind of your very typical group stage one sort of thing, where every group has a pretty much a definite favorite who's definitely expected to advance through. A couple of groups have a second player who's almost certainly going to advance through, and there might be a bit of a tussle between first and second place. And very few groups have three players who are very kind of viable to go through this so i'm just going to go through the groups again super quickly one at a time not really kind of stop to talk about all of them but just to kind of give you guys the big names in each group so group a pilly pilly and soul looking very good to move on through group b has special and poke bunny upper tree zelda is in there as well but isn't really kind of expected to get out group c with lambo and game time as favorites group d with uthermal then probably creature group e has t drogo then raise and tesla are kind of a bit of a tussle between second and third. Uh, I'm not really an expert on the NA scene, so I can't say much. Well, I mean, that. they play each other a lot, right? So that helps as well. Like, yeah, it's going to be, gonna be, be a lot more exciting because of that. Yeah, yeah it's, it, that's one of those groups that is going to be kind of interesting. I think that's the first of the five we've said so far that is sort of like you don't 100% know 
if it's raised or Tesla to come out of there. Because they've both been doing pretty well in 2017, I feel, from what I have seen of them. Yeah. So that's pretty that's pretty nice. Group F, John Snow and Zuko Liang. G now group G I think is one of my personal pick for the toughest group. Because it doesn't necessarily have the strongest, strongest players in it. But I think all the players that are in it are of a very similar sort of skill level. And that's Nice, Silky, Jehefe, and Jig. Uh, now, you didn't really think much of this group until I made you think about it. So Yeah. Uh, so I, Go ahead. Go ahead. You take I, it away. I'm inclined to agree with you now that I look at look at this, right? Obviously, these guys are all playing on the... Well, uh, Nice or Nice plays on... Uh, uh, the Korean server more than anything, right? But these guys all play each other on the NA server, and they're all pretty closely ranked. Obviously, Silky did make it into Challenger, or the latter Challenger, and the other players did not. So that is an advantage that he does have, but obviously he didn't make it, so he has to start Group Stage 1. I think it'll be fairly close. It's Jake also made like... it into Challenger as well this year. Did he? Oh, okay, okay. This year or this... Even, I think. He, he actually yeah. did not be true in one of the Challenger events, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure about the actual uh, qualifiers I, themselves. I think, he, I think he did. I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. All right, you do that. Well, yeah, I actually think these these three American players, or I guess one Canadian, two American, I'm sorry, Jake, are actually pretty closely matched because of, they play each other a lot, a lot of mind games going on. So nice is a little bit of an outstander in that regard. Obviously, he's he's still regarded as a very, very good player. So we're, we're really going to have to see who comes out on top. I don't think there's... Any favorite, though, right? I don't think you can call. Maybe I, I, I know I put a lot of trust in Silky because I've seen him a lot on the other ladder, and I talked to him a little bit. He he seems to show some promise in the recent, I guess, the, the past year, even if we were really gonna go from a brother perspective. And obviously, Nice is very very good as well, but I don't think there's any. You can I don't think he can call first place, right? No, I uh, I don't think he can. Jigs actually had some good runs, but he didn't take down True, which I almost feel as though maybe it was in like the actual qualifier for Challenger that I was thinking. Anyways, yeah. that's not so important. But I think the points he made there definitely are important. I think Nice is one of these players who can be very good, but on the day can also lose to any of these guys because he can be a bit cheesy, and if he gets figured yeah. out, he can just get beaten up. And like Jig, like two three time WCS Challenger player this year. Silky has beaten Massa in WCS Challenger this year. Jehefe is a big up and coming on the Psystorm Gaming or the Psystorm Academy at the very least. Group G is definitely one of the groups to watch for, if not for watching your favorite players advance through in first place and second place, but for really kind of a toss up, you know, a toss up as to who is actually going to make it out then. It's a really nicely kind of racially balanced group as well. Two Zergs, a Terran, and a Protoss. Yeah. It's really? gonna be really, really interesting. So yeah, what Absolutely. you got? You got any picks in general? Do you think you, you want to call a couple of people coming out of there? Or uh, okay, so I want to say, I want to say silky and nice, and then they could both take one or two. Like they could both uh, finish first or second, right? It... Okay, okay. But, I'm gonna but, say uh, again, Jig and Jeff, they could surprise, right? It's not. It, they're yeah, not I think, huge underdogs. I think Jig's gonna make it out. Canadian right. in Montreal. I'm feeling it. I think Jig will oh, yeah, make it out. True. And I think I think he'll make it out in second place and Nice and Silky will make it out in first if one of them make it out. Does okay, that make okay. sense? Like I think Nice or Silky will make it in first and Jig will beat whoever doesn't make it out in first in the decider sure. match. So Silky or Nice is out by your prediction. One of them, yeah. yeah I, okay. I I mean okay. it's such a tough group. Like it's one of these groups that really is hard to call as well because like for example, I haven't casted these guys in forever either. Like I cast Nice recently, but Silky, Jehefe, Jake, these are all American players that don't really play in a lot of events that I cast or events that I watch even. So 
Yeah, it's, yeah uh, for sure. It's a tough one because they're not. They're also not the most active in online events either, really. So it'll be really cool to see. Leads us into Group H, which is also kind of interesting. Sort of X Karine and Revolution. Sort of definitely the clear favorite. X Karine last time really gave us some great games. I think that was back in. Was that back in Austin? It must have been, but he gave us yeah, some great so. games on the stage against. Was it Noni? I think he played some crazy games. I think he played like a ream. Ah, it was insane. I remember him saying he was loving his times. So I remember watching it anyways. So, Xcarine could definitely do well again. And Revolution is someone we don't see a lot of events. But as a UK player, uh, I think you're kind of familiar with him as well. You just casted the GBSL, right? The yeah. Great British Star Honestly, League, so. he put up a really good yeah. fight against anyone he played against, including Risky. Was, well, he won a GBSL, right? So he's the the best UK player right now, I suppose. So Revolution, like, because he he had been inactive or not super active for quite a while, but showing that his ZVZ is so strong, um, obviously not necessarily going to help him that much in this group because there are two Terrans that he needs to beat in order to advance, assuming Sword Off takes it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That said, in general, I think he's pretty talented, right? So I don't think yeah, his time off does, does affect well. him too much. He's feeling good about his group as well. He's quite happy with it. Like, I think he looks at it as, like, he doesn't expect to beat sort of, but if there's anyone he could beat, it's probably one yeah. of the Zerg players in ZVZ or something. Like, a couple cheeky builds. Like, you know, you, you go up against someone like, you know, someone who's just a bit more all-around solid, like Snoot, or someone like you, Filmer, is just not going to die. Because even if you cheese him, he's just going to micro his way out of it. Sort of, obviously, can do that as well, but he's one of the... You know, he's one of the players who... I don't want to <laughs> make sort of sound bad, but if you put sort of up against Uthermal and Snoot, you pick Uthermal and Snoot as favorites over sort of, right? So uh -huh. he's just yeah. that sort of like half a tier below maybe on European. So I think Revolution's quite happy. Um, it'll be tough against Kalein, I think. Uh, nerves might very much still come into it. The experience Kalein got in uh, Austin, being on stage and stuff might help. So it'll be pretty cool um, to see how that does play out. Um... I don't really have a prediction for that group. I'm just interested to see who comes out in second place, really. Yep. Moving through. Uh, group I, Puck, and DNS are the players to watch out for there. No real major anything else. TLO and Mana, Group J. Got to have a Team Liquid team kill in the very first round. Why not? Um, they are heavy favorites to move out. That will be a toss-up between first and second, but obviously past that, it's not going to be that crazy. Zanstern, Drunken Boy, favorites in Group K. We've got Snoot in Group L as the heavy favorite. Then Sotox and Penguin in Group L as well. It's another toss-up. I don't really want to spend too much more time on it. Um, it's one of those ones where Penguin or Sotox... I really feel like Sotox isn't someone I've seen a lot, but he's notable enough to be kind of ranked above. Um, I mean, he, yeah, He's been a challenger he... this year, put it this way. He qualified through... Uh, Austin, Challenger for right? WCS yeah. Austin, yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to get to. He's good. He can have. He beat a Villo two one wordy. <laughs> he beat a Villo, <laughs> the god himself. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but Penguin can also actually do a lot better than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I actually constantly underestimate Penguin. I'm really sorry for that, Stefan. But like, so honestly, like, he he's actually a lot better than people think. It's not obviously he's not like you know top tier pro level, but he does very well for himself on the NA server, right? So he's not. Yeah. I don't think you can count him out in this group at all. Yeah, I think you can put up a fight at the very least. He was taking maps of some great players at Psystormland recently. He went second place at Psystormland, like, not that long ago, yeah. against a bunch of really good Terrans because he had some very inventive builds. He was, like, dropping Banelings in a Ling Bane. Like, it was insane. Like, I, he showed me these builds. It was disgusting. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Group M is a bit weird because Bly will not be in Montreal because of visa issues. 
and he was the heavy favorite to advance there. So whether okay. they get a replacement for him or not, we'll see. Bioice is the other favorite in that group. Maybe Exiled or Macintag are going to get a bit lucky, get out of the group. If there's no replacement, we'll obviously see. Kind of sucks that Blyce had issues and visas kind of land again. Um, this is actually, I think, the third time this has happened for his Canadian visa. The last couple of times, I think he just straight up posted this on Reddit like a few hours ago. He just said, yo, we can't trust you not to stay there afterwards or something. And this time they just didn't even reply to him. So, okay. Bly is without visa and without going to... Montreal, which is obviously sad because Bly is expected to at least make the thousand dollars. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. At least he's not one of the front runners for BlizzCon, right? Like if he was a front runner, that would for be BlizzCon, really bad. Yeah, that would be that would really suck. So obviously it sucks. This guy was a DreamHack runner-up last year at Leipzig. He definitely could go a long way and make a surprise run. You know, he is someone who can take down any of the top players with some of his cheeky builds. But at the same time, like you know, it's it's not. I mean, it's always a shame when someone gets denied by visa issues. A lot of the Chinese players we'll talk about later with some visa issues as well. Let's wrap up this group stage one, though. Uh, Mighty Kiwi and Panda Bear Me, favorites in Group N. Semper and No Regret in Group O. And Group P was the final super interesting one. Hostum yep. expected first. Bales and Ziggy, a bit of a toss-up for uh, second place. It's it's a tough call. NA versus EU, Ziggy's pretty good. I, I think it would make sense to have Harstam Bills 1-2, right? That said, Bills actually knocked Harstam out of the European qualifier mm -hmm. from Montreal by beating him on ladder. <laughs> like, he actually killed Harstam. Right, that's that's so, kind of funny. So, yeah, so, Bills is very underrated as well as a American. Yeah, 100%. Player. And then also Ziggy. You know, obviously Ziggy's not that known by a lot of people, but Ziggy is a pretty good uh, European Terran. Mm -hmm. He can really, really show... Um, show how good he really is if he beats one of these players. I don't think you can count him out of getting second place in this group. I, d I doubt he'll get first, yeah, but second place is sure. really not unthinkable for him. All right. I think Hostum Bales won too, but I, I know what you're saying. Ziggy's got yeah. that potential right there. Yeah, for sure. So that's the that's the group stage one, kind of just wrapped up super quick for you guys. We didn't want to spend a lot of time on this because it's going to last for about three hours, and again, a lot of it is kind of very obvious the way it's going to go, apart from what we sort of pointed out and discussed here and there so keep your eyes out for those groups e g h uh probably group p as well uh, the winners match group j with tlo mana definitely one to watch out for as well i'm sure all the community students will be bringing you guys a whole bunch of that action so make sure you tune in that for that from the very beginning so that's group stage one um just to move on through to keep this going nice and quickly there's obviously a bunch of players already seeded into group stage three through the wcs challenger events Group stage one is the, essentially the round of round of is it eighty nowadays? Round of eighty to round of eighty, yeah. Six eighty to sixty four to thirty two, right? Yeah. Right. So it it gets very confusing with all the different ways it works. But um, oh, is it eighty to forty eight to thirty two? Whatever, what whatever way it, I, it's so confusing. I'm so confused. It must be forty eight because there's thirty well, yeah, there's sixteen. There's two players that yeah yeah yeah. There's yeah, sixteen yeah. plus the thirty two in the groups. There's forty eight. And then, yeah, and then yeah, and then you lose 60 more players, and then you get to the... Yeah, yeah okay, okay. So sure. it is 80, 40, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. So uh, basically, group Math. stage 1 is the round of 80. Group stage 2 is round of 48, where group stage 1 players advance into group stage 2. And then group stage 2 players advance into group stage 3, where they're joined by the WCS Challenger qualified players. Obviously, their advantage is they're already in the prize money, $1,000 guaranteed for round of 32 performance. And they don't have to play their way through the groups all day long to get there as well. So it's a slight advantage coming through. 
Uh, let's just let's just take these maybe uh, one region at a time. Just sort of quickly go through who we can expect to see coming. Who, you know, who's come out of each region? We'll start with Europe because that's the first one on the list on Liquipedia. And well, I mean, the players that came out, the top four were Showtime, dominant performance by the way. Dropped a map to Lambo, Serral, and Nurture, but freeowed Namshaw twice over in the grand, grand finals and winner bracket finals. So that was very uh, solid performance from Showtime. Really dominant, looking like he's on form. Group stage 2 finish for the last two WCS events. We'll talk a bit about how that affects his BlizzCon chances soon. But he's a player we expect to go all the way. A WCS champion from last year. We can't not count him out, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I, Showtime could very well just take this one, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, it's yeah, very he, possible. He, he, he really could. He's. I think he still feels good about, like, obviously he felt pretty bad about his last two WCS event performances, right? But I think he picked himself up. And I, I mean, he's I, like I top five still players believe. on the ladder right now on the EU. He's yeah. got five accounts over 7k MMR, which is like kind of crazy, you know? It's kind of It doesn't happen a lot. Um, Showtime won that WCS challenge with Nurture in second place. Nurture, uh, sorry, Namshaw second place. Nurture third and several fourth. An expected top four. Um, obviously, a lot of ZVZ coming through. I wouldn't say there's anyone you... You don't you doubt to be there? Like Namshar had a very good run of ZVZ, which is his strongest matchup. In fact, he didn't lose a ZVZ in the event, um, and it's what helped him qualify for Yonkerpin earlier this year as well. So, again, a very I mean, standard set of players from Europe. That three O versus a laser, <laughs> like the very yeah. start of the. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. really impressive to me. I was like, okay, really he's gonna solid. make it now. And then three two snoot afterwards, two one Nurture. Like his yep. ZVZ is so good. If Nurture as Namshar, so he gets a group of Zergs. He could do really well in this event and make a round of 16 performance, I really believe. Yeah, his other matchups sure. are good as well. It's just his EVZ is the next level. You know, it really is crazy. So we got that to watch uh, out for. I think the thing about the Europe kind of challenger is that the majority of top players that don't qualify fly over anyways because it is the one of the toughest challenger regions, if not the toughest challenger regions. So we're not going to be really missing a lot of the players from Europe. Uh, just giving you guys a heads up as to who is already in that group stage three that you won't be seeing early on. Just going to rocket straight on over to North America. Um, Neeb, first place, doesn't drop a map. <laughs> I mean, no real shock there. WCS champion twice this year. True, second place. He won WCS Montreal last year and he went to BlizzCon because of it. Master in third, Scarlet in fourth. I mean, the NA challenge has been a bit more of a toss-up in the last kind of few months. True didn't make it through one season, etc. Because it's an NA event, it's a similar sort of thing to Europe where it's not the end of the world. You'll be seeing the majority of players who didn't qualify still attending, such as Noah, yeah. Jon Snow, Semper, etc. So, I, I mean, any takes on the four players that are through, though? Neeb, True, Master, and Scarlet Group Stage 3. Anyone we, you know, you should be watching out for from your end, Mart? Um, on a, okay, so... I, 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 people laugh about True a lot, right? But mm -hmm. I don't think he can ever like people. I, I think people underestimate him because the, the 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 way he plays is really infuriating to lose to, right? Right. I know I, I hear that from a lot of players that lose to him anyway. But the, that also is one of his is one of his greatest strengths, right? True is actually someone you can never count out. You can never include either because you just <laughs> what he does is so art. Well, I don't want to say arbitrary, but so so strange compared to the the conventional style of zerg players that uh, but he he's mastered it right so i mean he's doing very well very very well everywhere except for he, he got 3-0 by neeb in that first qualifier right mm -hmm. um 
so obviously he does have his weak points, but I still I still think true. Just like in in pretty much any event that he's 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 a tenant, he's doing he's done fairly well, right? He's not yeah. really yeah, underdone definitely. his expectations. So he, I, I still think true is someone to always really count in, pretty much always really. Okay, yeah. that guy might might do pretty well. I mean, you know? and when he's under pressure, he still doesn't care. And he oh still yeah. Like last year he had to win Montreal to go to BlizzCon. And he did it against both in the finals, yeah. nonetheless. Like, <laughs> second place wasn't good enough. He had to win, and he did. And this year, the pressure's on again. Not as much. He's 600 points clear, or 590 if we want to be exact. He's 590 points clear of Cham, who is in ninth place. True's in eighth, which is the cutoff line. The problem for True is that if someone like Showtime, or Uthermal, or Scarlet even, or anyone below him, obviously, but those are some names that actually realistically could win this event, they would get a direct seed to BlizzCon, and they would bypass him in the standings. And that would yep. knock True down to ninth, unless he catches up to Snoot, Kelezer, and then even beyond that special. Special's about 800 points ahead, Kelezer 400, and Snoot only about 90. Uh, I mean, so the difference is... steep, but I think it's possible, though. Yeah, right? I, I mean, it's he goes into this with... Re realistically, he goes into this with his BlizzCon hopes on the line. The yeah. thing is, all he has to do is outperform these players like that are but you know it troubling him because the difference between each round basically round of 32 no wcs points round of 16 300 so that already puts him up to the point where 300 points doesn't quite put him over kelizer but it puts him above snoot which is a safety net right obviously uh -huh. he has to outperform snoot by a round basically so each round kind of goes up 300 points until you get to second place which is 500 points ahead of third to fourth it's kind of hard to kind of express it but basically True needs to try and outperform or perform his best just to make sure he gets in. If he finishes one round ahead of Snoot, he should be very safe for BlizzCon. Or if someone like Neeb or Laser, anyone above him in the standings, if one of those guys wins, he's also probably fairly safe because then he just has to not get massively outperformed by Showtime or Uthermal. Say True yeah. gets knocked out round of 32, Showtime would still have to go and hit second place if you know, so basically, unless someone wins, they have to get second place to still overtake him. That's Showtime. Uh, the same story for you, Phil. He has to get second place to outperform True if True doesn't make it out of round of 32. So, what I'm trying to say is if True makes round of 16, he's already looking very good, unless some really crazy things happen with the results. He's definitely one to, you know, he's definitely one of the guys who we're going to be talking about, maybe just recapping again as soon as we go through the WCS standings, but. His story in this event could be very interesting. Yeah. But I don't sure. think it necessarily will be because he is capable of making round of 16 and, you know, doing what he needs to do. Let's move on through. I got a bit caught up in the in the blizz. <laughs> That's all right. right Keller Zern Cham qualified through for the round of, uh, for the group stage three through Latin America. Uh, not a not a massive surprise, really. Uh, Cham and Keller Zern both very good. I mean, obviously, so is, you know, so is Major Special. But these guys have been trading with each other all the time. Yeah. If there was three seeds for each WCS event this year for Latin America, Kelazer Cham special every time. This every time, you know, time, this time it's you know it's only two seeds. It has been all year long, and because of that, they've just been trading around. Really, not much to talk about there. Players, you know, we expect Kelazer and Cham, you know, especially you know, it's just he was better on the day. Interestingly, all three of those players are very much so in BlizzCon contention. Those special three K points in five fifth place. He's very safe. I don't think he can't not go to BlizzCon. It's just not actually possible based on the fact that people just can't overtake him, more or less. Like, if people yeah. wanted to overtake him, 
someone low down would have to win. And then, like, we're really talking, like, Keller's, you know, certain people have to get certain plays. It's just so crazy. Keller's a bit more dangerous in 6th place. Looking fine. Cham in ninth place. Will be pushing to outperform True. Will be pushing to try and do very well. Something like a round of 8 could just bring him up to a point where maybe, you know, if he gets a round of 8 and True he doesn't go out and goes out and True goes out in the round of 32, then Cham would go through in through over True. But then he also has to not get outperformed as well, so... So Again, but, they're all I with chances. Cham in ninth place is something, if you don't look at the rankings, most people really not expect, right? Like, yeah, he's had a solid year, man. He's a Cham really has been just, year. he's never really won any major year, international event, but he's just, yeah, ex exactly. He's done very, very well consistently over the past nine it's months. It's just two round so, of eights, right? I think, right? Like, round of eight, yeah. back to back in Elston Yonkaping. Solid performances in the Challenger add up like 100 points each time as well. And that, you know, it all adds up to being suddenly 1,700 points in ninth place. Like, if Cham made it BlizzCon, it would be a huge kind of surprise. But he is, you know, he's got that possibility there. I, know, actually, I would actually love to see that because Cham is really, he's an up-and-coming uh, Mexican player. And he's been for a while, but he's been constantly climbing, right? He, he, up and coming, but also at the same time, never really, his progress is never really, like, stopping. It's, not, no. it's, it's yeah. always been going up, up, up. And now he's fighting with Kelizer and uh, Major, actually beating, uh, actually making sure that that special, sorry, it's still the same Major, <laughs> but actually making sure that special doesn't go through. Obviously, Kelizer knocked him out, but still, Chum, uh, Kelizer are now, I guess, in through that qualifier, they were the best uh, players from Latin America. And Chum really showing that he does probably have what it takes to maybe potentially even go to BlizzCon, go to go to yeah. Anaheim at the end of the year and uh, really represent his. Uh, his region there. Yeah, it's very possible. So those are the players that came out of Latin America. Again, not really anything there, which we're like, again, we, we've said it. It's not too surprising or anything like that. Um, and again, they're all within a good chance of BlizzCon, so it'll be interesting to watch those players over the weekend. Coming out of Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan, this is the longest name. Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, and Japan. A um, little bit of a change. This, this, this actual region has been changing so much throughout the entire year. We had winter qualifier for Yonkafing. It's been it's been all over the place. But Haas comes through and expect a Terran player who I don't know what to expect from him, honestly. Not like to make a terrible pun, but really, this guy like stormed through the qualifiers, lost to Haas in the first round, then beat Biostalk, Sed, Knight, and Rex to qualify in second place. So I mean, neither of these guys expect especially is obviously really not within much of a chance. Haas has to win if he wants to go to BlizzCon. Yeah. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see how a newcomer, a, you know, a name not many people know and expect. It'll be interesting to see how he does. I think a lot of people will be hoping they're in his group, actually. <laughs> Poor guy. Not much to say there. Anything you want to add? Mart. Sorry, what? I was just I, completely zoned out. Sorry, sorry, anything you want to add for like Taiwan? No, not really. Yeah. I I think you 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 start really straightforward. Haas is pretty much the favorite for Taiwan, right? He's he's the uh, he's always, well, always, he's been a favorite for quite a while from that region. I don't think anyone really comes close. He's also the only one on a professional team. Um, I think that that speaks volumes, right? Obviously, expect he did make it through. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't count him out as an, as like obviously like like a mediocre or bad player. But um, that said, the competition is really, really high at Montreal. I'm actually pretty surprised at how high it is compared to like Austin, for example. And I'm not sure if we should expect expect do uh, very very well, no, even Haas. But Haas always has that 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 question mark factor, you know? Like yeah, you never I think, really know. I think the Tyrant 
Taiwanese region always, but all the players that have the question mark factors. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of them. Um, yep. Just going to go straight into China, um, which is interesting because sure. yeah. Ayasonu and Cyan qualified. Ayasonu uh, forfeited a spot to play in the WESG China qualifiers, which are taking place this weekend. He was replaced by Maxed. I have no idea why, because Maxed was like top eight in the qualifier. Um, it, it was really weird. Like Maxed didn't even make it out of the group. I assume it went something like they asked the other Chinese players and they tried to figure out who could go, who maybe already has a visa, or something. You know, something like that. China is a bit of a weird region, but I imagine they were looking kind of who already has a visa, who wants to go. Maybe other players would probably prefer to focus on. WESG instead and try and qualify for that? I really don't know. Um, Cyan yeah, couldn't get a visa either, so he also got replaced by a laser. Yeah. Obviously not from the, you know, he got replaced like more last minute than Ayasoni pulling out. So it's, it's really weird. Like, I, so I, this I qualifier China. Yeah. was pretty much just <laughs> yeah, like a separate was, tournament. Yeah, it was right? just a tournament that actually the season meant absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, it was, it was kind of weird. It was kind of a bit strange. Yeah, China really often has issues with yeah. fighters like that. It's, I mean, it's really sad because these Chinese players actually have some good potential. Yeah, a lot of Chinese players so. are very good, and I think they could do very good if they got there. I don't think Maxed has much of a chance out of all the Chinese players. I think there's a reason he didn't even make it into the playoffs of the Challenger. Uh, they yeah. had a bit of a different format, like group stage into playoffs. He went out last place in his group. Now, you think of Chinese players now, Ayasonu, Cyan, obviously they're players that couldn't make it. Time, Tud Ming. You know, I could go on and name a few more Chinese players who I'd expect to see here over Maxed, so I'm not sure how he's going to do. Anyways, again, a bit of a weird one, not worth dwelling on. Another region which is kind of interesting and we can talk a little bit more about to start wrapping this up is Australia, or the Sea Oceania, which includes Australia, New Zealand, etc. Obviously, uh, they includes Vietnam, Singapore, and all the rest of it. Uh, Cypher winning the WCS Challenger there will qualify and he'll play alongside Probe representing their Challenger region. And that will be um Yeah, that'll be kind of interesting. Cypher and Probe. Probe we've seen multiple time at WCS events this year. Nearly beat Neeb in the round of sixteen at Valencia, which was insane. Took him to yeah. five games. Which is really, really oh crazy. He played so well there. Cypher, we've heard hype about him. We've heard so much of him from the SEA scene and yet he just doesn't seem to deliver Whenever he does show up, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Obviously, Igers is the big name that's maybe missing out on not being here and who hasn't qualified through. Um, so that is going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how Cypher, how Probe do. Uh, any thoughts? I mean, I think Probe has the potential to really cause a bit of an upset here again, to really do well and to really maybe make, you know, a bit of a name for himself. He's he's yeah. in that, you know, this is, sounds crazy, but... He hit second place. He could be in a. He could go to BlizzCon. Like he's racked up some good points throughout the year. Absolutely, pro. Like, I was actually surprised that Sather took it three two to pro because, in my mind, obviously I'm not that involved with the, the Australian scene, but in my mind, pro is like maybe the best, uh, ter- uh the, the best, the best player from that region, right? Like, but judging by his performance at the BSS events, but all these qualifiers are pretty much always pretty close. Like pro never. But never really like doesn't drop a map or anything, right? And in this case, he even took second place. So I think Scyther is really something to want to look out for, but purely for this event. I don't think he will qualify for BlizzCon by winning. I don't think there's any other chance of him qualifying either. I don't think his points are anywhere near enough. Uh, does he even have any? I'm not sure if he... If he, uh, uh, he does have some, right? He's from got some. He went to... He's just been in Challenger, but he hasn't got any from yeah. 
other from larger events yet, but yeah, yeah. And I mean, does, we're not really, so... we're not really. I mean, it's sort of weird to talk about Probe maybe being able to make BlizzCon. Obviously, it'd be like well, the yeah. most insane run, but we're not really in BlizzCon talks to these guys. I think Cyrus no. could show up. I think he could make round of sixteen. If he does, it'd be a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. Probably not for the kind of C players who kind of know that he's pretty good. Kind of like Probe, you know? All the C players are like, yeah, we expect Probe to make round of 16 awesome. Um, you know, take game to five, you know, take Neeb to five games, and all of a sudden it's a <laughs> bit more crazy. But, like, you know, we expect him to be able to do that. And I think they probably feel similar about Cypher. And he still has to prove himself to, like, the rest of the world, basically. Absolutely. So, Probe yeah. is more established in Scyther by far. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. So, yeah. He's been doing great stuff in, you know, internationally this year, so... And don't forget, Probe is the hero Homestory Cup caster as well, so... Yeah, the hero Homestory Cup caster. His fan base is growing, man. <laughs> what, a, what an absolute hero. All right, um, so that wraps us up with the players on group stage three. Obviously, we went through kind of a couple of the storylines you maybe expect to see. We're just going to wrap this up, this preview of WCS Montreal, with a quick run through the WCS standings. And again, just maybe mentioning players we expect to kind of maybe do well and so on. Already locked in for BlizzCon. First place, Neeb. Two WCS events run this year. No one's competing with this guy. The only guy that can even possibly overcome him in WCS points would be Elazer which actually can't happen because he actually can't even earn enough. So even if Eliza wins this event, he still can't overtake even WCS points for seeding purposes. So Neeb locked in first place this year. Eliza locked in as well because of his win in Valencia. No real surprise there. He was also seeded into group stage three as a replacement for one of those Chinese players. Uh, we sort of mentioned that as we talked about the Chinese region. So but hello that, Serral in third place, 4,130 points. Very safe. I mean, pretty much, I think, impossible. I would like to say, because even if someone wins, yeah. not enough people, like, you know, if someone wins and then second place is 1,400 points... He would need to get passed by four people. It's, it's just not it's just not happening, yeah. right? Like, second place, 1,400. Well, 1,400 is like the gap, is more than the gap of him from third to six, so it just can't happen. So Serral is pretty much locked in for BlizzCon. It gets a bit more interesting from Nurture down, because Nurture's at 3k, and if Nurture doesn't get points, and then say Special, Kelezer, Snoot, and True do... Which is very and possible. Some, and someone else kind of, you know, gets first place, like Showtime, that's when, you know, this is the point where we start seeing, okay, fourth place and down have a good chance, but it's not guaranteed. Now, Nurture, we expect to do well. I'd be very surprised if he didn't get points, if he did get knocked out. He is already group stage 3, so he just has to make it out that group stage with a strong seed from there already. And boom, he will be pretty much untouchable. There's no way that many players will then overtake him. But again, as you move on down, Special's in a similar location. He's around the same points as Nurture. I'd say those guys as top 5 are very safe. I think it's below there where yeah. the question marks really come in. We talked about True, he's an 8 for 2.2k points. Snoot in 3rd and 7th place with 2.3, 2.4k. Keller Z, 2,650 in 6th. That's where it is dangerous because... And, and, and you know what, yeah, because they are safe for now, and it's going to take quite a lot of things for them to still... Especially, like, Keller right? He's 6th place, so that's still 3 people need, that actually need to pass him. And knowing Keller who's fairly consistent over the past time... It's going to be fairly hard to pass him, right? Like, that means three people need to play way higher than him, right? Uh, from yeah. the list below and not from the list up, right? Which is... Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it going to be even harder. So, but at the same time... It's, the I thing is, though, everyone... if Kalazir, like, all he has to do is... If any of these players, Kalazir, Snoot, or True, go out round of 32, which is possible, Showtime fell out in the group stage two, two events in a row. Yeah. If, in, if any of these players fall out in the round of 32 in group stage three... 
it's so possible they get past. Like, Keller's there instant. If he goes out in group stage three, if Snoot goes through, boom, all of a sudden Snoot is above Keller Kalazur is in seventh. You know, then you're only talking about one more player passing him, which would have to be true, more or less, unless Cham or someone comes second, and someone yeah. else winning. I mean, this is the whole thing. If someone below top eight wins, it completely messes with the WCS rankings. If someone from yeah. the top eight wins, which is very likely, you've got Nibel, Laser, Serral, Nurture in there, then it does give a lot more of a safety layer. So it's going to be a storyline and storylines that are going to build throughout the entire weekend from the start, from when we see players getting knocked out early, from when we see players not making it gr through group stage three at the end of day one, through to the end where we're waiting to see who is the victor, who gets the direct seed to BlizzCon. It's going to yeah. be crazy. Like We already talked a lot about True's situation and what can happen there. I don't think we really need to go into that much further. It is just something to watch out for. Those like 6th, 7th, and 8th, Kalazur, Snoot, and True, they need to watch out. Not necessarily from people coming up from massively behind, but to watch out for each other and to watch out for then someone below top 8 winning the entire yeah. game. Yeah, and if we're looking at these people, we're, we're mostly looking at Cham, Showtime, Ethermal, Probe, uh, I'm not exactly sure what form Scarlet's in right now, but I think she's still I feel capable. Scarlet like could surprise people, you know. Yeah, like, as well as Drogo. Drogo, yeah, obviously, Drogo, w he went out. W he went out surprisingly early in Valencia, right? Like it, yeah. he was in really no, good form. He went out to True in the round of sixteen, and he was yeah. a bit. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, like, you go down this list, and I think you go down to about sixteenth, and you've got the players who could possibly win this thing realistically. Showtime. Euthermal. Probably Drogo has a chance, wouldn't put him right up there, but Showtime, Euthermal, Drogo, Scarlet, they're names that are potential champions. They've been champions before, right? Yeah. And those uh, are the players who you've got to look at as possibilities where if they win, and they're motivated to win because their only way to BlizzCon without a, without a finals performance is via winning. <laughs> like These guys are the scare factors. Those are the wild cards that yep. could really come in and knock someone like True, Snoot, or Kelazur out of the WCS Global Finals alongside the other results lining up as well. So, And one thing I really want to mention, uh, and to finish it off, right? From Thermal, I don't know if people follow uh, his tweets closely, but he answered that he, he gives himself a 5 to 10% chance of winning. He feels good, even though he's not really been mm -hmm. trying super hard to get that first place, because that's pretty much what he'd need, right, to qualify. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, if Euphemal doesn't get first place, put it this way, Euphemal's at 1,200 points in 12th place. Above him, Showtime, 1,240. And below him, Drogo and Scarlet, like 1,090, 1,095. Yeah. To get second place would be 1,400 points. <laughs> and that would put Euphemal up to 7th place above Snoot and True. If Snoot Assuming and True earn they no don't. points. Yeah. Exactly. As soon as Snoot and True earn points, they're he above 2,600. And Euphemal needs first place. So as and, and, soon as Snoot and True make it out of group stage three, it's you know it's on for the championship, not just round of eight, round of four, or anything. But do you remember the last championship uh, Euthermal won, right? Wait, he was out of nowhere. Yeah, he was a replacement. He didn't think he would do well at all. He was sleep deprived. He told us anyway. He was not in good shape at all. Right now, he's well. He he, he doesn't say he's in bad shape, but he's not expecting anything, and that's why Euthermal is really really dangerous. A careless yeah, Euthermal no, is I, a dangerous yeah, Euthermal. I, I think so too, because he won't be afraid to do the crazy builds that catch people off guard. But at yeah. the same time, though, Showtime, when he won his event, he was known to be one of the best foreigners in the world. We were waiting for him to win a WCS, and he was in form. And we know Showtime's in form. We know he wants to win WCS. We know he wants to go to WCS Global Finals. And, you know, 
He is the exact same. Like, he's in his championship form as Euphermal is in his championship form, right? Yeah. I think these two are the real guys we've got to talk about because they're the most recent champions. Like, Drogo won very early last year, and he's not looked to do the same since. Scarlet hasn't been championship caliber for a long time, but has been very good. I think Euphermal in Showtime. For me, if there is a winner outside of players already in the top eight, I really think it's Showtime or it's Euphermal. Like, Outside of those guys, I I really don't know who's who's gonna push through here. Like, like yeah, well, it would be, I mean, it would again, be a real upset, I think, or yeah. a real shock performance for like a pro or an Hampshire or something. Especially when we talk about like the players who have won and been finalists this year have been very consistently expected, very good players. Yeah. You know, a laser won Valencia after finishing round of four in Yonkping. Kind of, you know, very good for a laser's breakthrough maybe. But he's been at the top of the EU scene for a long time. Neeb, we know he's expecting to win championships. Serral has been second place. We expected him to make a finals, as we expected Nurcio to make a finals. You know, those are the guys that we could expect to win again. I think Showtime and Ufim are the guys who are up there, outside of the top eight, that could be expected to win again, that just haven't won or been finalists or high up already this year. So, that I mean, that, yep. that's that's my take on him. Uh, that's all I gotta say. I mean, obviously the BlizzCon race is very complex. As every day pans out, we find out more and more. We'll get more information. We'll know more about what's going on, what's happening. And um, obviously that's a massive help as well because the more we know about that, you know, the better the better it works out for us and the more we can talk about it and the more you guys can understand it. I mean, there's only so much we can sort of suggest and guess with free views. Um, but hopefully we've got it, you know, we've given it pretty well covered and given you guys a pretty decent idea of the potential upsets. Obviously, anyone could win and qualify for BlizzCon. But these are the ones you should really be looking out for if you are expecting that surprise and that, you know, WCS circuit standards to be shaken on up. Absolutely. I have right. nothing more to add. Me neither. I think we talked the shit out of this, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you told me before you didn't think we could talk about this for 30 minutes, and now we're 41 minutes in, so... Yeah, I take back those words. <laughs> Can I do that? <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it against you. All right, all right, guys. Uh, obviously, this was very fun. WCS Montreal, you should watch it. Uh, whether you listen to this beforehand, maybe you listen to it after, and you're like, well, what the fuck did I listen to this for? I just watched this event. Well, I don't know what you listen for either. Maybe you just love our voices. Um, whether you're watching it just before, we're going to do a stream of this uh, just before the event as well on Friday. Whenever you listen, thank you for tuning in. Hope you did enjoy it. We're hoping to do, again, more natural expansions, more content like this in general. And hopefully you guys are going to be excited to kind of tune in for it. We'll probably do, like, a UCS recap next week and some other bits and pieces. Sounds so exciting. Watch out for that. Um, so, yeah, whether you're watching YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit us a like. If you're listening over on the iTunes or the podcast download, wherever you download it from, then, well, tell, tell people about it. Let people know. Or if you're watching on Twitch, then spam some cappers in the chat. Uh, thank you very much for Landros for joining me as my guest here this evening, as my kind of co-podcaster. Yeah, yeah, people can check him out on, if you search for Landros, I'm sure you'll find it. Not not really a common name. Um, pretty much anywhere, yeah. Pretty much <laughs> anywhere. And of course, I'm Wardy, and you can catch me on the Wardy TV stuff as well, which I'm sure you all know about. Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, uh, well, not Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube.com slash Wardy TV, Twitch.tv slash Wardy, website's Wardy.tv as well. Thank you so much for tuning into Natural Expansion, Episode 7 at WCS Montreal. 2017 preview. Enjoy WCS Montreal. I'm going to be having a blast casting it. Hope you guys have a blast watching it.